Fringes creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> There's no turning back now. Entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This. <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 116 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolashai, and my co-pilots for this creepy adventure in podcasting. The young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Borgoyo, the man who's my great friend, <laughs> sitting across from me. I'm laughing, people, because it's an inside joke, and I'm sorry, I can't tell you because it was really inappropriate. Yeah. Blesses. Keeping your sorry ass in check. <laughs> More Gonzalez. The man we call El Hombre. The man who just fixed my computer from hundreds of miles away. Mr. Eric. I don't even know what to think about what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Struthers. Tonight, we have a very special, creepy podcast. A scary podcast. This is our Halloween podcast because you're listening to this on Halloween weekend, pretty much. Mm -hmm. You actually listen to this on my birthday. Yes, that is correct. Oh, yeah. October 28th is my birthday, but this is not my birthday podcast. This is the Halloween Sithless podcast, and who better to come in and talk about creepy stuff and Halloween stuff than two amazing women who have just started a podcast they are from your creepy podcast. They're not only podcasters out there in the podcast world. They're actually friends. We've got to party with them. We've got to hang out with them. We've got to drink beers with them. They are Rebecca and Jesse. How are you girls doing? Awesome. So Good. glad you guys could be here. Thank you so much. And thank you for hanging out with this, us in this crazy technical difficulties that we had. Yes. That Mayor, Mr. Eric Strother saved the day again. It's definitely demon. Yeah, it's, it's ghosts. Yeah. It's definitely demons and it's ghosts. And that's so appropriate because 
We're going to dive into the world of your creepy podcast in a second. Well, before that, Les, how are you doing? Let's go with you first, Les. How are you? I'm doing okay now. Are you all right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm doing good too, Boo. I'm, I'm good. A little tired, but I'm good. Mr. Struthers, how are you? I'm fantastic and great. That's like four weeks in a row that you're both, and I'm so happy for you. Let me give out the shenanigans real quick before we dive into the wonderful world, like I said, of your creepy podcast. We are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Podcasts like now. This is podcasting. Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmissions, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 287, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Please check them out. We have a website. Check out the SithList.net for all kinds of cool stuff, like all of our crazy New York Comic Con experiences, pictures, photos, interviews, links to making Star Wars, all kinds of stuff. So check out the SithList.net. Catch us on Twitter at the SithList Boo. At the SithList Boo. Mr. Crunch Crunch. At LessonMore78. The Hair. At Eric Strathers. Jesse, what's your Twitter handle? At Messy Hair. Messy with an IE. Hair like a bunny. Oh, that's cute. Aww. And Rebecca, what is yours, Miss O'Hanlon? Mine is Rebecca O'Hanlon. Or you could just add at you creepy, which is our podcast. That's right. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, The Sith List. Email the Sith List at gmail.com and hotline number 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. We have a Public. We have an iTunes review page. Please go to both and do what you need to do. We really, really appreciate it. This week's box office report is brought to you by the company who's always number one in the designer box or brief category, PSD Underwear. Since 2007, PSD specializes in premium, affordable underwear with styles for men, women, and youth. They have put together a talented group of designers that include pro athletes Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Chandler Parsons, Baker Mayfield, and just added to the PSD family, pro gamer Ninja. Other designs include Rick and Morty, Hey Arnold, Ren and Stimpy, Saved by the Bell, WWE, and a ton of other pop culture designs that will catch your eye. So go to PSDunderwear.com and check them out on Facebook. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. I'm wearing them right now. PSD, wear your life. All right, well, let's talk a little box office with the help of our new box office sponsor, PSD Underwear. Crazy, huh? Yeah, it is PSD awesome. Underwear is sponsoring our box office segment. With a staggering $77.5 million debut, Universal and Bloomhouse Halloween topped the weekend with the second largest October opening weekend of all time. The horror film headlined a massive weekend overall that saw top 12 combined for $160 million, making this the second largest October weekend ever. So Halloween made $77.6 million as the official numbers, Stars Born 19.5, and Venom 18.3. So Halloween... Killed it literally at the And did you, did you see Jamie Lee Curtis? I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. And she tweeted out, uh, after the weekend, um, that it was also the biggest horror movie opening with a female lead and biggest movie opening with a female lead over 55. Oh, that is great. And she posted a, she posted a picture of herself as Laurie Strode and her daughter in the movie and her granddaughter in the movie and, and did hashtag women get things done. Oof. Well, they got it done yeah. in that film, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that gave me chills when I saw it because I thought that's amazing. And she absolutely deserves that because this has been like her character for 
mm-hmm. since the seventies now. Crazy. Yeah. Oh no. She, and she definitely killed it. She was amazing in it. And we're going to talk about it and we're going to spoil it people in a little bit. We're going to talk about star Wars first, but right after the box office, but we're going to get into our Halloween reviews. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. And, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about our opinions because my opinion kind of changed throughout because I did some research up to this episode. So, and I appreciated some of the things they did after the fact. So we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Rebecca and Jesse, let's talk about your amazing new creepy podcast. What is it all about? What do you guys go over? So basically we talk about all things creepy under a wide variety um, from serial killers to our last episode was about sleep paralysis. Right now we've been covering some movies to go along with that are based on true stories. Um, that's something we may or may not continue. We're probably going to branch off into some just uh, movies of all sort of genres, not just based on true events. Yeah, and oh, I think cool. we're going to start uh, doing some more deep dives. Like instead of including a movie that's based on a true story, we'll just pick a topic and spend a little more time on it. Like uh, specific serial killers or certain conspiracy theories or unsolved mysteries that that need a little more time that aren't necessarily a movie yet. That Maybe we'll be eventually, but um, yeah, and uh, we're called You're Creepy because it just felt like uh, both of us were kind of the black sheep of the family that were always talking to people about serial killers and <laughs> tinfoil hat theories at like Christmas dinner. So it's like that, like being kind of like a creepy person, but owning it like you like creepy stuff. And honestly, I- that's my yeah. whole family, though. Like, oh, that's see, funny. my family is everybody ramps much, it up. Jesse's like, my whole family is much... all black sheep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Mine isn't. They they don't understand. I I was like, oh, yeah. Like, we talk about like ghosts and demons. And my grandmother's like, okay, but don't talk about them too much because, you know, you have to be careful with that and make sure you're still going to church on Sundays. And I'm like, okay, grandma. That's, <laughs> Thanks. That's adorable. That is really cool. Now, so this is really close. And you, do you guys do any of the, obviously you do the paranormal and you do the serial killers and all that stuff. Do you guys do any of like the alien invasion kind of creepy too? Definitely. We're going to yeah. get into some, some more alien stuff. We did have an episode where we checked out, uh, Fire in the Sky, which is a movie oh, from yes. 1993. Five other witnesses told was so unbelievable, so unimaginable, that it has become the most famous case of UFO abduction ever reported. It's based off of Travis Walton's mm-hmm. alien abduction story, which is pretty plausible in the UFO community. It, yeah. It, it it it's it's an interesting story. There are some holes. But. It's one of the <laughs> the first among the alien abduction stories, and it's also one of the most well documented. Right. And then they made the movie about it. So Travis Walton still appears at conventions and stuff. And it, it's good because I we didn't realize how many people actually watched that movie when they were kids, and it like fucked them up. Can yeah, we I remember that here? movie. That movie. I just me used up. the f word. I'm sorry. Oh no, you can you can use the f word. This, okay. this is Sithless, by the way. We f- say fuck all the time. Yeah, fucking go for it. Okay, fuck great. I couldn't remember. We just don't use other I... words that we shouldn't use. Yeah. Okay, okay sure. Inside joke right. words, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have listened to multiple episodes of this podcast and the very first one literally creeped me out. <laughs> your first episode was about the foreign film, correct? Yeah. I know Les is very excited that you guys do foreign horror because he's a big fan of foreign horror. Yes. Yeah. Well, some of the best horror films that are American are based off of mm-hmm. foreign films. And definitely some of, the, some of the scariest horror films, I think, are foreign horror films. So we definitely didn't want to shy away from them. And also this one, it was good because it was available on Netflix. So we felt like a lot of people, if you were interested in it, you could go and see it for free. We weren't really asking anyone to spend money to watch a movie that's also a foreign film. And I I think it made it scarier because you kind of have to pay a really close attention to it to mm-hmm. read the subtitles. So you can't be on your phone or you're going to miss something. And then like this, it, the ghosts just they pop right out at you when you watch like that. It's crazy. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Boo, Boo here is not a big fan. I mean, like a zero yeah. fan of horror. Uh-huh. He freak gets freaked out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He didn't want like to be here be for scared? this podcast. So we had to convince him. Yeah. But when he found out it was YouTube, he's like, well, I have to do this. I got to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be here. Yeah, right. He, right. He's, he's a little well, freaked you, out. You don't now. like supernatural horror. Yeah. yeah like like, like demons, aliens. Yeah, but, but you like slasher. You name oh, it, baby. Slasher films are great. You yeah. name it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and Struthers, how about you with horror? I know you are pretty good with horror. You like horror films. You read a lot of horror books. You read a lot of Stephen King when you were younger, right? Oh, yeah, man. I, I'm way into it. I The supernatural, I think, is cool. You know, you guys know I'm a Christian, but I'm not... <laughs> I'm tend to be very much like Rebecca, where instantly I'm like, here's a scientific explanation of what's really going on. And you might think this over here, but blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the the whole notion of of demonology and possession and all that stuff, I, it's, it's cool and it kicks ass. So, yeah, I'm way into it. And yeah. I got to tell I, I got to tell you, ladies, your podcast rules. I've listened hey. to all your episodes and no joke. I, I know I tweeted about this, but it'll make more sense hearing it. So your very first episode was out and I played this gig that's like probably 15 miles down the road from one of our church campuses where I was playing the next morning. So it's like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. I go up there. I'm listening to the show, pulling the parking lot. I'm going to dump my gear inside this huge empty building. In oh the <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, oh, no big deal. I go in and I realize it's pitch black and oh. I just been listening to and I'm like, uh, Mr. Marbles, is that you? I, it, was, it freaked <laughs> me out so bad. But oh. you, you guys, the research you do is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Your your episode on Fire in the Sky was great. I, I had no idea that uh, the guy was so into UFOs prior, which yeah. instantly sets the whole thing on its ear. Yeah. It, yeah. It totally undid it for mm-hmm. me. Um, what what I have found in a lot of our episodes is that the underlying cause of so many things is a mental illness combined with like some sort of narcissistic tendencies too where you need the attention right so many things Travis Walton a lot of uh, the family in the first episode we did the Veronica case I mean, they really wanted a little bit of attention. They were definitely crazy. Sleep paralysis sort of comes from a similar place. That is something that I can't. You guys are so right. So like in the Christian world, a lot of times now, surprisingly, people are Christians are smarter than people tend to give them credit for that. Yeah. 
you know, they're like, mental illness is a real thing. But a lot of times people are like, oh, my gosh, this person is possessed. No, I'm pretty sure they're schizophrenic. That's what I find. Because uh, I know you said you're Christian and you believe in in paranormal and stuff. I think that that people that are Christian, because they're already more open, if 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 you're already more open to the idea of a life beyond this one, then then you have to be open to the possibility of of your loved ones wanting to reach you or or you know something evil. If there's if there's good in the world, then there must be evil in the world. And and I find that that's that's what seems to add fuel to the fire when you have a mental illness on top of uh, someone that already has these religious beliefs, and it just makes for hysteria. And, and, and in Veronica, in the case of possessions, a lot of times it gets really out of hand because people think that they're truly dealing with a malevolent spirit or some sort of demon that they that they have to save their loved one from. It gets crazy, and it's, it's terrifying. And the, and the Catholic Church obviously has recognized possession and exorcism yeah. and such, so... Well, and that's the the stuff I find intriguing, man. It's like that old school, let's get serious Catholicism. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but the the other thing I wanted to tell you guys was your sleep paralysis episode, oh. which it was this most recent one is is really good. You you hit uh, like the point spot on, and you know that that is actually a phenomenon I've experienced several times personally. And typically, like, but I it doesn't scare me once I'm fully awake. Because I realize what's happening. I'm dreaming about something and I'm trying to yell in the dream and I can't make my mouth move. And it transitions into me realizing I'm in bed, I'm trying to yell and I can't. Yeah. And then finally, basically everything goes back to normal and I'm fine. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm laughing, Eric, because Boo is just shaking his head. He's freaking out. <laughs> the fuck? You mean you're fine? <laughs> the fuck you mean you're fine? But I like that you don't mind slasher movies which in is more likely to happen than oh yeah like, yeah some oh, dude running around with a knife Ooh, yeah, slasher films. yeah. yeah. a stranger great. especially in the la area haven't you ever heard of richard ramirez he just oh, he murdered. wait a minute wait a minute let's not talk about richard ramirez right now because yeah, yeah, yeah. you want, you want to, to talk about real up? life nightmares raj and i lived we lived through richard ramirez. that thing that was we'll talk yeah. about it in a second that was fucking scary. that's the most scared i've ever been as a kid in my life damn i yeah. always I always mean to ask, well, it's not something you ask people from L.A. when you first meet them. Like, hey, how are you? Hey, so uh, how was your experience with the Richard Ramirez serial killings? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? But I'm always curious because it happened so recently and it was so terrifying. There's a lot of serial killers that people know by name just from growing up hearing it on the news, but mm -hmm. they might not necessarily know sort of their background. And there's a lot of scary similarities between people that grow up to be serial killers. So it, it's definitely something interesting to sort of get into. And it, it's also a good way to not, on, I guess, honor the people that were killed, but also like to learn a little bit more about like the inner workings of somebody that is led to kill, you know, a whole bunch of people. Yeah, so there's, there's creepy ones. Uh, Bundy, and there's, Gacy. Ugh. There's so much about specific serial killers, like the heavy hitters the ones that like are very well known by name but people don't necessarily know like their backstory so i think when we started we kind of just wanted to do movies that were based on true stories so that we could have something everyone's seen and then sort of get into a little more details to like the the true story behind it but we're finding that people are just as creepy as we are so they like 
some of the topics that we have and people always comment about how they like the research. So I know probably more than a 27 year old girl should about serial killers. And Jesse's really interested in it too. We're always doing weird deep dives into stuff on Reddit and coast to coast and stuff like that. So I think after Halloween, what we're going to start doing is either picking one serial killer or one specific paranormal event or alien abduction or topic or, you know, like unsolved mystery and just dedicating an episode to that and, and doing going real deep, real Ooh, deep. That's going to be great. As, yeah. Like the stuff that you guys would probably be afraid to search in case someone looked at your internet history, should someone go missing in your family. Mm. And we're going to do that for you. We'll take care of it. So you don't have to worry about it. Well, thanks. Mine's been really messed up lately, for sure. Like, I would say there's a little bit too much crazy in my YouTube history. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of creepy stuff out there. So I want to do an episode about the uh, Mandela effect. The Mandela effect? What is that? Um, It's that... So people have false memories of sorts so the biggest ones are nelson mandela you know he was the president of south africa he got out of jail he ended apartheid all these things well there's a subset of people that believe that he died in in jail and that he was never the president like he never got out that he just died in jail also are you familiar with uh hang on one second it's 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 the theory that um, if enough people say something, it becomes common knowledge, but it's wrong. Like, um, right. This isn't a conspiracy theory. They no, genuinely no. believe they will swear up and down. I remember seeing it on the news. The guy died yeah. in prison. Blah, 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 blah. My gosh, so that's the weirdest thing I ever heard. The, the conspiracy behind it, it, well, that people believe is that somehow there were two different parallel dimensions that merged and that some of us belong to one and some belong to the other. So they don't believe the same things. There's a thing where people thought Natalie Portman was in D2. Is that the Mighty Ducks 2? That hmm. she was Julie the Cat, oh, I didn't the goalie. Know huh? But the actress just looks kind of like Natalie Portman. It's Ooh. not her. Okay. Oh. Well, that's a good that one, Les. I thought it was that's a really good one, Les. Sure. That might just be you, Les. <laughs> That's a really good one, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Tread lightly, Mr. Delashaw. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Back to your sleep paralysis. I've never had sleep paralysis, but I've, I've had a weird experience with sleep paralysis. So the night that my grandmother passed away, all the family got together. She had cancer, and, she, mm-hmm. and it was a thing that it was going to happen that night. So all the cousins got to the house while the adults were saying goodbyes. And the night that she passed away, my cousin and I were sleeping. I think we were like 11. I was on the floor. She was on her bed. We were asleep. And all of a sudden, she starts calling my name. And then I look over and she's like stiff as a board. And she t- she's telling me she can't move. Shit. And I was like, what? Ooh. And it, was, it scared the shit out of me. And I went and I, I tried to shake her. She wouldn't move. Like literally stiff as a board. She finally like bounced out of it. That's, and that's terrifying. She says that she felt like she was asleep and something just dropped on her, like mm-hmm. a blanket kind of feel, but a heavy one. Yeah. But she was awake and she was looking at me and she was like talking to me and she was really freaked out. That's the only time that I've had any kind of experience with it, but it wasn't wasn't me. Don't don't bring stuff up like that. 
Oh, well, you have boot that too? Did... I had that happen to me, I, but it was a different thing. No way. Me too. No, fuck with No, I'm serious. Well, you know what? I don't mean to scare Boo, but Great. a lot of times people don't experience terrifying sleep paralysis until other people talk to them about it. And I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Like a lot of people, they'll never heard of it. They, they're not familiar with it. And then they'll listen to a podcast about it or they'll guest host with people that are talking yeah, about sleep yeah. paralysis and then that night they go home and they have you know terrifying nightmares and they can't move Ooh, please text me if that I, happens I, if you can move i think if i can move yeah, yeah. fuck that but yeah, if i that think happens, one of the most i think yeah. one of the most common things that leads to it actually is when you're on a podcast <laughs> and some guests from another podcast come on your podcast yeah. and, and talk jinxing, relentlessly yeah. about it Yes. And you're already scared of scary stuff. I think yeah. that's when it really gets you. Yeah, and I think that when I that, tell you what happened true. to me, you're really gonna have it happen to you. Okay, Wonderful. what happened? Let's you guys. So, uh, <laughs> you alluding to it feeling like something dropped on your cousin. Yeah. So I grew up in the church, but like apostolic fire and brimstone revival. Ooh. You know, Black Baptists, mm-hmm. and we had a revival, and this guy was talking about. We had a guest preacher, and he was talking about the end times, the revelations, all that awesome stuff. And I went home that night, laid in my bed, was asleep, and then instead of it, like, dropping on me, I felt something crawling over me. Ugh. Like, feet up. And I popped to, <laughs> I didn't, like, open fuck? my eyes, but I froze. And I think I must have prayed for about 10 hours. Oh man! Oh. Just sweating and praying in all the Jesus names I could ever throw out there. <laughs> sure. And wo- and I literally, my little brother had to wake like when he turned the light on in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, okay, I made it. And my oh. I, I, oh, I what was a rough soaked. night. I was just soaked, and I was like, <laughs> I, you I, peed I, yourself? I, no, probably. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, I should have. But you want to talk about laying there with your eyes closed, myself. sweating? And just, oh Lord Jesus! Are we giving Rusty Brown a new script here? Oh no, 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 not not a horror script. Not movie at all. Not even trying to breathe. I didn't. I was scared. Yeah, that would would freak me out as well. So they call that the night hag, the one that comes and sits on your chest that you can't see. That's that's the sleep paralysis visitor called the night hag. Actually, if you want to hear all about sleep paralysis <laughs> and all the different ways that you can experience these terrors, we did just put out a whole podcast on it. So yes. you can check so that better, out. You better tune in and listen. Especially you tune into that. Yeah, no offense, ladies. I'm sure it's a fantastic podcast. <laughs> I am not going to partake. Thanks, though. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I'm sure. It, I I'll, I'll give my recommendation. I'll give my thumbs up from a distance. You yeah. know what's really cool? <laughs> Les and I, we uh, we we've said it before. We work at a nonprofit program for underserved mm-hmm. kids, and we're building. We build every Halloween. We build this amazing haunted house at our facility for kids that can't afford to go to these like not scary farm in these, uh, you know, these kind of places, but we do a crazy scary job where last year a kid actually pooped himself. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we pride ourselves on, we pride ourselves on that. Like that. We have, we have a website that says a kid pooped himself. Yes. Yeah. That should be, yeah. That should be the name of your, uh, yeah, your he froze. No. He literally froze. Couldn't move and shit himself. He shit himself. Oh my God. <laughs> now you have ruined you guys- that, ch- that child's, uh, his childhood. Yeah. It's over. Have now. you guys ever watched there's a documentary, I think it might still be on Netflix. It's called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. And it's about people oh, that yeah. that run the professional haunted houses. Oh, but no. like have you ever heard of the 
those like next level haunted houses oh, yeah. where they're we allowed to like touch yes. you and stuff. Yes, they're allowed yeah, to grab you, do. touch you, throw pig blood at you. They, this they is all about mm-hmm. all about that, and oh, it, it's, it's so scary, it is terrifying. Because one of the guys, yeah, I'm exactly. convinced, eventually we're going to find out is murdering people because of the like the sadistic shit that he does that he tries to get away with and he's had to move now all over the country to keep opening these haunted houses and i'm thinking yeah. like he has to be killing people because he's in atlanta now like right outside of atlanta crazy or something but he eventually someone that works for him or that guy is going to just accidentally kill someone during this crazy screaming in their face like right. chaining them up They're, they, they like, waterboard they people. people yeah yeah, yeah, they do all kinds of the videos and I've seen a video. It's insane. and it's in the bottom of his house, right? It's like he's like a whole hum guy, and then downstairs is like this crazy ass shenanigans that goes on over the weekend. Yeah, he built. He built. He tries to build out on his existing house, but yeah, when is, the yeah. neighbors find out, they usually have it shut down because he never has the permits for it, or he's not allowed to, or something. I don't know. It's terrible. I'm always afraid going to these not scary farms or Universal's haunted nights and all this like uh, amusement park places that there is a crazy son of a bitch in there, and he takes a crazy knife in there, and he just starts like, how would you know? This is my biggest yes. fear. How There's would a- you know if these fuckers are walking by you and just stab you in the in the gut? There's a movie coming out about that. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's like some some small towns, um, oh, not scary farm or Hollywood oh. horror nights, and somebody's actually murdering people. Oh yeah, that's I've always that was my biggest fear. Anytime I used to go to those places, how yeah. do you really know these guys are nuts? Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't I don't like haunted houses for that reason. We have one around here um, that's actually in an old historic prison that they make into a haunted house, and you walk through the actual oh, prison, which do. is. Which oh, yeah, is scary yeah, yeah. enough That's, during the day, but yeah. at night, you, there's the there's the path that you take for the haunted house. But then there's all these extra rooms and stuff where I'm I'm always thinking that if there's like some deranged person that like gets in there and is hiding, like I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. Well, our facility, less is right. Our facility that our headquarters is in the old Anaheim courthouse. So the courthouse had mm. a female cell and a male cell. We keep all of our sports equipment in there, but that's where the majority of our haunted mazes in the Ooh. cells. Yeah, no, that's too scary. Fuck that. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> I was did with I, myself. That's why the kid. Did himself. I tell you about my little girl making a haunted house Aww. in her and her brother's bedroom? So, <laughs> dude, it is. It's, you've probably seen pictures of my little girl Stella. She's six, and she's like the sweetest kid she's in the, the world, cutest looking girl she's, in the world. She's, she's like, cute. she's like, daddy, daddy. You got to come in the haunted house, okay? <gasps> you and Henry come in. I've got all my traps set up. <laughs> so she, I go in there and she says, all right, I'm going to go in the closet. Now, make sure you shut the door so not very much light gets in. And, and Daddy, I'm, I'm going to start the music when you're ready. Tell me when you're ready. Aww. I'm like, okay, sweetie pie, I'm ready. She goes, okay, I'm starting the music now. And she starts humming a song. <laughs> and so... She she tells me that her traps are like she has this little sketch pad that she drew a scary pumpkin face on. And then there was like this cord from something hanging down. And that was a net joking. This is how she tells me. And over here, a pencil that someone could trip on. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. Should have been Legos. She's going to be when she grows up, she's going to be like a set director. Yeah, she she says that she is the ruler of Halloween and you'll know my name. You'll know my name. She's got a whole song and everything. So, yeah, I went in there and made this huge deal out of it. Like it was scaring the shit. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, my God. That's really cool. 
Mr. Struthers, is there any Star Wars chit-chat that we needed to talk about? I saw there was one thing. It, the only real big thing was John Williams was scheduled to do a performance in London, and he had to cancel the show. And only in one report did I see that it said, they just kept saying, you know, un, unreported or what's the word I'm looking for? They, they didn't tell what the problem was, but they just kept referring to it as an illness, his illnesses. But in one report, it said that he had been hospitalized. But that is it. There's no other other news to go along with it. Have you guys, have you girls watched uh, Resistance yet? Yeah, I watched it. I enjoyed uh, some of the characters quite a bit. I like the two guys that run the shop, like the guy with the long legs, sort of like an owl character, or mm-hmm. whatever he is, and his buddy. Um, but yeah. it's it's good. It's it's a good kids show. I I thought it was, I don't know, maybe a little better than Rebels. Yeah, I think it's better from, Rebels from the sure. start. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it, it looks, Rebecca? It looks good. It looks like everyone's enjoying it. I'm just not really that into cartoons and i'm also not into watching something if i don't actually want to watch it so like (laughs) uh, maybe i'll catch it or i'll play it for my kids because everybody is saying that it's like a good kid show so maybe they'll like it i've noticed that the humor is really funny i mean it's funny there's some points that are really funny in in, on the show and that character the green character what's his name eric i'm not thinking of it um i don't don't know exactly i forgot his name saito he's really i think he's his timing's really cool he's funny I love the uh, the race scenes, and for some reason, I'm I'm usually watching this in traffic while I'm driving <laughs> <laughs> because of the California traffic so bad that you can pretty much watch TV if you wanted on, on certain parts. The sound is just ridiculously good. Have you noticed that, Eric? I think we talked about this before. The sound and the music. Yeah, the sound effects, the music, the I mean, and the colors course, pops out. The, yeah. The, the quality of the voice recordings are really good and it's, it's very well executed so far. It now, is. one thing that was weird for, for us, just as a quick side note, we had the, I guess the benefit of, or a lot of us did, of watching this on the Disney, the Disney Now app. So have I. Where, so have I. Yeah. So on release day, you've got the initial episode, which was twice as long as a normal episode. Mm-hmm. And then Niku is that guy's name. Uh, it's twice as long as a normal episode, but and then and then two additional episodes. Well, for everybody else that's not watching it on the app, that they've been coming out once a week. So for us, it's been hey, here's a whole bunch of them, and then a desert of no content. But now after this coming week, it'll be like back to normal. So I think I've we, seen three. You know, Eric, how many, including the long one, how many is that? Is that really A total of three. Okay. There's a total of three, with the long one counting as one, not two. And the last one that you saw was the Captain Phasma reveal? Uh, Yeah, the one with the punk kid who is stealing the racing fuel, and you find out that the character Yeager... What you're left to assume is, is that he lost his wife and child at some point. Uh, it, it, there's a, they see a picture of him standing in front of what is in galaxy's edge yeah that's very cool that's very cool and yeah. they also talk about well, coaxium cool. kind of right uh uh the, the fuel, yeah hyper fuel or the whatever they call mm-hmm. the fuel that they call it that is allegedly supposed to be coaxium right is what i heard cool so they're tying in stuff from solo which is pretty cool and they're tying galaxy's edge 
I like it, man. I like it better than Rebels. I can tell you that much. And I love hearing Gwendolyn Christie's voice. That's her. That's really her voice, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Oscar Isaac did Poe Dameron and Gwendolyn Christie did Phasma. And uh, they had to get some bit player mimic to do BB-8, though. That's not his real voice. It's not Bill Hader, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just from their archive <laughs> of standard BB-8 noises. Mm. Sorry, I was trying to be funny and no, failed miserably. It was very humorous. I also read, by the way, that Mark Hamill had – I have my show notes that says Deep Thoughts by Mark Hamill. Uh, he put a tweet out. Uh, did you see that thing where he's, he's comparing Luke Skywalker to an attic? Yeah, it was it, <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> random, man. It was. It's like it, it's if only the he had kept going to the Force Holics Anonymous meetings. Right. But it said that uh, – just to paraphrase, unless you have it right in front I have, of you. Yeah, I have, it, I have it in front of me. You have to acknowledge the irony in his fate. He said the Force killed Luke, almost like an addict that kicked his habit cold turkey – Remain clean for decades, only to re- reuse just once and then tragically overdose. Hashtag sad Skywalker. Hashtag force <laughs> fatality. Hashtag Jedi junkie. Wow. Is he trying to be funny? I don't I think know. So yeah. That that I that's how I read Mark Hamill is that he would say that as a joke and not realize that it's sort of dark and insensitive. Exactly. But. That's what I was thinking. I was like the hashtag Jedi junkie. I didn't read that till right now. I was like, damn. That's yeah. Like, that's pretty uh pretty dark. But I know he started also he said back to work and I read on makingstarwars.net from Mr. Jason Ward that um obviously back to work for him hopefully means back to the set for episode 9 and he was clean shaven. Ah. In the picture. Mhm. So whatever that means. So we we just had a bunch of Star Wars news out of nothing, by the way. <laughs> we reached for the skies and we pulled out a star. I'm I'm heading over to now this podcasting on Friday, so I, I wonder if what we're going to talk about. I'm sure they'll have something. There'll be something. There'll be something. All right, I think it's time to well, talk Halloween, guys. I think we waited enough. I think it's time to talk. A little Mike Myers. I have questions. I need answers. Yeah, I, also, I can't wait to talk about it. Yes, and I also have some Halloween moments. Um, some of the stuff that they did that maybe we didn't catch or maybe we did catch. So I'm going to go with the Your Creepy Podcast ladies first. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked a lot of the little callbacks and Easter eggs and stuff they did. Um, I... It, it was what I wanted it to be, and I loved Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought she did a really good job. Judy Greer's not always my favorite, but even even at the end, I was like, fuck yeah, Judy Greer. Like, <laughs> pulling it together. Yeah, That's way great. better than your jawbreaker performance. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought it was a good time. I loved the credits, like the beginning credits. I, that hooked me from the start. Was it, really it was cool. exactly what I wanted it to be. And, wasn't and we it, were in. Wasn't like, it exactly how things. Halloween started, the original one? Yeah. It was reversed. Yeah, it was <clears> like <throat> the pumpkin was reanimating. Yeah, instead of it that's, rotting. That's really cool. Yeah. So you, you're saying that you really like it. You really enjoyed it. Mike, Mike Myers did it for you. Jamie Lee Curtis did it for you. What was your qualms? Did you have any qualms about it? Um, I mean, it's it's a Halloween movie, so if you're better than like, like if you can be second 
to Halloween, the original, or even like it's up there with the Rob Zombie. I enjoy those Rob Zombie Halloween movies. I know some people don't, um, but they they did better than most of the sequels. So that's all I need from it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. How about you, Rebecca? Well, no. I have always really loved the Halloween movies, mm-hmm. um, and I think that this film, to me, sort of felt like the the right kind of sequel like it was like a i think people described it as like a love letter to john carpenter from the this current director i forget the name of the director uh, david david green david gordon green david gordon yeah. green they were saying that like this entire film is almost like a, a love letter to john carpenter from david gordon green sort of saying like there have been a lot of halloween sequels and some of them are okay some of them are not great at all and this film effectively cleans the slate, wipes the slate clean and says, okay, we're picking up right after the original. Cause even when, when the kids are walking to school and they say, Oh, wasn't Mike Myers, your grandmom's brother. And she says, no, that's just something people say sort of saying like that film where you find out that Mike Myers is Laurie Strode's brother. That's, that's not real. That didn't happen. Okay. But ignore. Okay. So, so let me, let me stop you right there. It, when I when I was researching this, didn't that happen in Halloween one? Didn't they refer? No, that Halloween, didn't happen in Halloween one. Are we sure Halloween about this? Two. Halloween two. Halloween two. Okay. Because he tries to finish the job. Right. It, it was never referred that it, that. No, Halloween not. one is very simple. There's a killer big knife comes kill the babysitter. Okay. Right. Okay. That's it. All right. And that's why he's it was just so pure good. evil. Ah, yeah, he's okay. just, and they call him an empty vessel of evil. He is the just shape. a scary dude with a big old knife. And and originally they were going to call it the babysitter murders before they mm-hmm. decided what they were going to call it. Right. And I think that, I think that's why it sort of stands the test of time because it, it's not complicated. It's just, you should be scared. There's a guy and he's got a big knife and a creepy mask and he's killing people. Got it. So yeah. I like, I like that. And then I just liked that, like you said, the opening credits, how it was sort of reversed. I liked those inversions throughout the film, how, you know, the scene with um, where she's clearing the house, checking every room and, mm-hmm. and trying to find him because there's that blood trail. He's hiding in the closet. Right. That it, it reminds me of in the first one when he was looking for her and she was hiding in the closet or the, right. scene, the scene where. In this one, where she falls out of the window, and then when he looks back, she's gone off the lawn, she disappears. He does the same thing, or something very, very similar in the original Halloween. Oh, yeah. Which made me, like, all tingly, because I was like, oh my god, like, she's literally just turning the tables. And now she's gone from the one, the helpless babysitter that's being hunted to, like, this poor woman who has now spent the rest of her life preparing for this moment. And yeah, I guess, and she's become the terror, by the way. Yeah, she's become yeah. the terror to she, Michael. She kicks ass. Yeah, she kicks ass. Um, and I think, and, and there's there's so many things like just the three kids walking to school reminds me of the, them walking to school at the beginning of the film in the original one, and like the whole thing. I think Danny McBride was one of the writers, and he said that he specifically kept a lot of the scenes from the original movie in mind. When he was doing this film. So it, it, it felt like everybody that helped in the creation of it had this sort of reverence towards John Carpenter that I think he absolutely deserves, um, which is why it was good. I, I obviously I wouldn't say that it's like 
groundbreaking. It's not going to be like an Oscar nominated film, but as far as like an entertaining slasher, you just, you take it for what it's worth. Um, and if you like the original Halloween and you like horror, you'll, you appreciate the callbacks and, and you the music. To, yeah. They use the music the so well. The music was and, great. The sound and, effects are great. And the, you have to appreciate these three strong women that kick ass. They just, they're kicking ass the entire film and they're, they're very independent. It's also a cautionary tale of why you always listen to your mother because Lori <laughs> Strode tells her daughter her whole life, you're going to have to prepare for this day. And everybody says she's crazy. And then you know what happens? Mike Myers gets out and everybody's got to use all the skills that grandma taught them. So and did, I think that's did, why did I like they get out the exact same way they got out in the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she even sort of pokes fun at that. Um, mm-hmm. Because in the original one, there was Dr. Loomis. Um, and then in this one with the new psychiatrist, when she meets him, she says, oh, you're the new Dr. Loomis. Mm-hmm. Sort of poking fun at the fact that, like, this is very similar to the original story. But again, it, it's simple and, you know, it doesn't have a huge plot twist. But I don't think it was ever meant to be like that. So I obviously really, really liked it. Um, but again, I understand that it's not. There are other horror films that are more complex i think or have better stories or better twists but i liked it i think it's a great halloween film halloween like for the holiday halloween but also it's called halloween okay so my my whole thing was in the first 40 40 minutes of it i was like oh man oh man i hope this gets better oh man like i was hoping i mean the deaths were cool and and the deaths were pretty gruesome and probably the most gruesome deaths i've ever seen mike myers pull off they were pretty disgusting so that was kind of cool, but then I was like, I was wanting more and more and more, but the last 40 minutes of the film really kicked ass. I mean, yeah. I, I thought the last 45, yeah. 40 minutes was like intense and, and it wasn't so much like pop out scary. It was more like psychological, heart beating. What's really going to happen cat, here? Cat and mouse kind of. Yeah. Thing. Like I, I said before, we're going to, we're going to obviously spoil the shit out of this. We just did it for a little bit, but I thought that. She was a goner. I thought Lori was done deal. Yeah. I, I did not think she was going to survive at all, especially when he, when he had her by the neck. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. So I definitely thought that the last 45 minutes saved the movie for me. And I got out of there going, well, that was pretty good. I even told Boo and Les. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was better than any other sequel from Halloween that I've seen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as the first. It's not going to be as good as the first. But I really like the fact that they turned the tables and, and she became the terror and she ended up, you know, beating Michael in his own game, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did like the fact that Michael had one thing in mind and that was to kill. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And those kills, by the way, a lot of them were odes to all the different Halloween mm. films. Mm-hmm. So they didn't just go back for Halloween one and just co- copy some scenes and they, they went through the whole catalog and wow. they, they did little Easter eggs for all of them. Right, Which like I'm, I'm pretty sure cool. someone's heads get smashed. Yeah, like they, with a boot. Like right. That. Yeah, something gets the head gets smashed. I think the girl that he kills initially with a hammer. Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. think that was a scene directly from like Halloween two or something like that. They use that. There's a death in the driver's scene. Like I have a bunch here. It's crazy. It says the murder of the nameless young boy played by Vince Mattis, who Michael strangles after popping up from the backseat of a car deliberately references the tragic death of Annie Brackett played by Nancy Loomis in 1978. 
Both killings are shot from the outside the driver's window and are obscured by the victim's breath fogging up the glass. So it was a direct kind of like, oh, to that. That's awesome. So the, the whole film yeah. has a bunch of those things, which was I thought was really cool. And Danny McBride did write a majority of it, I believe, and he gave this to Carpenter to give the blessing, and, and Carpenter loved it. And he oh, was the executive that. producer. Mm, yeah. Right. yeah. And I found out later um, in the original Halloween there's a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is like sort of walking down the street and she's singing a song to herself. Yes. I wish I had you all alone. Just the two of us. And they didn't have enough money to buy the rights to a real song mm -hmm. because the budget, the film was such a low budget. Right. So she said they kind of like made up a little song to sing. And then for this film, they actually went back and recorded that song and had like a band perform it. And it's playing in the truck when that boy and his dad, when they're driving right before they come upon the, the bus, right. that's uh -oh. the song that's playing. I didn't even pick up on that. I saw it. After the fact, someone tweeted about it, like, oh, my God, that song, like, they did, like, the lyrics, and I was like, whoa, that's, like, deep cut callbacks. Yeah, and I think what they did is if you waited to the very last uh, credit, I think they replayed and they changed the line. Jamie Lee Curtis changed some kind of line because she wrote some of it. Mm. Yeah, and they, oh. they played during the end credits. And the very last thing you hear is this line that she wrote about, it's, now it's just us. Hmm. Yeah. Three of us or something like that. Oh, I love that. So that was that was really cool. So that's really yeah. cool. And there's you know there's going to be a sequel. They're already talking about it. I've read it in a bunch of different spots. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's at the end we don't see Michael. If you notice, I was talking to I was talking to Haas, mm -hmm. the, the great Haas Burkhart. Yes. I think Jesse knows him. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, he was telling me that if you really listen at the end, you hear his breathing. Yeah. And that's you like don't the see end. Him. That's like the end credit thing is that when the music right. stops you just hear his breathing really? and that's what i saw it with rashad and we were both saying like if you had spent your entire life getting ready to like defeat somebody wouldn't you like cut his head off and burn right. the body and then like like completely watch him burn into like a tiny ash pit and then take the ashes and like do something with them so they were gone forever because mm -hmm. like you know he's mike myers and he's going to come back. Well, that's exactly what I told Haas. And Haas said, well, then we wouldn't have a sequel, would we? <laughs> well, yeah. I but said, you're right, Haas. Still. Thank you for bringing me down <laughs> on that one. <laughs> okay. So I will definitely give it the Sithless seal of approval just by going back and reading all the crazy research that was put into the film and how much detail they put in the film. Mm -hmm. So I give them kudos for that. I definitely give it the Sithless seal of approval. Boo, less. Uh, I know you guys enjoyed it. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's a it's a very good movie. It's a great time. It's a very good slash movie. I I like how they updated it, but still kept it the same feel of the original mm -hmm. Halloween, which I, I I thought was a nice touch. the uh, The beginning credits made, you know put me right back into it. I was like, oh, this is this is fucking Halloween. This is the shit. I like how people didn't appreciate what the fuck was going on initially, where it just kind of builds and builds and builds. Where everybody's like, oh shit. He's really murdering like a dozen people. Plus, I like how they only said it was like, oh, he only killed like five people. And he's like, yeah. oh, all right, well, let's triple that tonight. Yeah. He literally <laughs> killed like 15, 20 he people. He wrapped up an impressive Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Within 20 how minutes. That, how does that dude know how to drive? <laughs> right. That's like, a good question. Well, if he runs people over on the way to just getting wherever it is, it's not yeah, right at work. <laughs> yeah. So it don't matter. Yeah. He was, yeah. oh. 
You know one thing I didn't like about it? Uh-oh. They introduced this doucher boyfriend, right? And he does a doucher move on this poor girl. On that was just to get her but and, what? Okay. And, and get rid of her cell phone. That was right, it. Well, he, he, he was literally a plot device. That's I know. It. Well, let's kill yeah. the motherfucker. Why do we yeah, kill his best friend? <laughs> I want to see that dude dead. No, no, no. That's gonna happen in a sequel. She's gonna blow his head off. Damn. Oh, Damn. Okay. For cheating? Just uh, just for cheating? Jesus. Me. Don't mess with him, dude. Fuck. So you like them? It. Strode girls yeah. are be- they're beasts. Oh, they're yeah. beasts now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it it was good. It's it's not great. It's not as good as the first one, but it's it's good. I would recommend seeing. Is this it. the the best sequel of Halloween that you've seen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Okay. Yeah. Bless. Yeah. It's the best sequel. I, I will maintain. I'm probably the only one that'll be on this hill. I loved uh, Halloween three. The season of the witch? Yeah, but hey. that's a different okay. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the children. You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Trick or treat, trick or treat. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. Halloween 3, season of the witch, the night no one comes home. There was actually a callback to that one. And I was going to say, I think I saw... The three, the three masks you see the kids yes. are wearing... I was the like, masks from I, I, I don't know if I said it loud enough. I think I said, "Oh shit!" I was like, <laughs> from the "Shamrock." Like they were they were from the then... Shamrock. So look, speaking of the children, trick or treating. Keep an eye out for the amusing glimpse of some familiar rubber Halloween masks seen during the reboot. Fans of Halloween Three: Season of the Witch will instantly recognize them as the deadly mask created by the evil Silver Shamrock Company. So there was a callback to even Part Three. Then this is all coming cool. from Cinema Blend, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He just. He he just racked up an impressive, <laughs> impressive the body count. The body count was pretty. Body gruesome. count, dude. What I tell you, right, Carlos? Then I lean over and I go, "Gotta have thirteen by now, dude." Yeah, no, it was <laughs> since from the night to like the sun coming up to him getting his suit, mm-hmm. he had to have taken just heads off of people. He was ripping people's heads off, dude. Well, what is like, he, he, he <laughs> with his bare hands? And the two, the first two he ripped off were podcasters, those poor people. Yeah. No, it's I true. love using that the they H1, were making by the way, a digital recorder. I don't know if you noticed that, but I no, noticed that. It's, I it's the that. H1. Eric, they were using the H1 digital recorder, not the H6. That's probably why they died. Yeah, they deserved it. That's the kind of crap they're going to do. Yeah, they're going to pull an H1? Come on. No, no, actually, the first... Well, he kills he kills the the two people. He kills the kid and the oh, they dad. weren't the first two kills. And yes. then he kills the in a really gruesome way the uh, gas station attendant guy. Ugh. Fucking like and a random mechanic. Yeah, like, a random mechanic like curb stomped him onto his own desk and then kept his teeth. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, no, it it got pretty fucking brutal. It was pretty cheap how the doctor put on the mask. I don't think anybody needs to put like that mask that part. on. Okay, so I, yeah, I, I didn't think like I, that part. I think I called it out. It was com- almost like a Harley Quinn. Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. Yeah, where yeah. I mean, it made sense if mm-hmm. you think about it. I, I, I talk about plot devices that made complete sense. It did make sense, but I didn't like him putting. The it mask just on. was stupid for him to That's put in and like, yeah, to like caress him and you know yeah. and stand there. And Myers used ways navigation to get to the Strode's house. Is that what happened? Because 
How did the fuck did he first of all know where she lived? I mean, it's just a, a murderous internal. He, he can smell her. There's there's a connection between him and her oh, where he has to kill her. That is his 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 one purpose on this earth is to kill her. I don't know why, but that is another thing that I loved is when the granddaughter was in class. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Yeah. She looks out oh the yeah, window yeah, 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 and it's her. That was the shit. It was a callback to uh-huh. the first one, right? Yeah. 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 Watching her. Can we talk about the now. kid? Oh, yeah, that was my favorite part. He's fat. so cute. Oh, he's the best. Oh, he was like, he's great. Les was wondering where all the black people were in the movie. He's like, yes, I was. I will people? say that. I kind of <gasps> didn't want to do it, but I was sitting there in the first like 20 minutes, and I'm like, where the fuck are the black people at Haddonfield? <laughs> and then I'm thinking about mine. Oh, wait. They got the fuck out of there. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> say. Yeah, shit. Kill some people, yeah. I wouldn't stay around. They're smart. With they no crazy off. mofo walking around. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And then they go to that little boy, and he's just like, he did all the awesome stuff. He's like, send him first. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, there's somebody that you go send him up there. Yeah, I wish the there was more of him. First. I love the way he ran out. He's and like, ah, oh, you're going like, to die. You bitch, you're going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. He's just, yeah, he's just gone. I was like, like that's fucking perfect. That's a kid what, what a kid would do. He's that's like, what out. a kid would do. He's like, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. Oh. It was good. It was great. I gave it to you, so you approve. Yeah. Mr. Struthers, you haven't seen it, I would imagine. <laughs> no. 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 You, you guys paint a picture that. Yeah, I think it just took care of it all. So we all give it the Sithless seal of approval. Your creepy podcast also gives it the creepy approval. So go see it. For a slasher movie, it was outstanding. You got to just go in thinking that this yeah, is yeah, old, it's not super late seventies, early eighties slasher film. Yes, and you'll yeah. love it. Exactly. You have to yeah. look past the little plot holes. I mean, yeah. it's all just to get to a end game. Well, there you go. Go see. Well, now I don't know if you're going to go see it because we just spoiled their entire movie. But but that's the thing. I mean, you kind of have a sense of where the movie's going to go anyway, so you can right. still go see it and like right. enjoy. Yeah, just go enjoy yeah. it. It's Halloween. Just go enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. When we were waiting to go in, there's people coming out that are like, "Yeah, I don't think he's really dead." So you know, it didn't ruin the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just mean. That's fucked. You should not yeah, do that. I know. It's so dumb. There's a line of people standing to get in, and you're like, oh, yeah, totally not dead. Yeah. I can't believe Luke died. Yeah, you, you should <laughs> say something ridiculous. Be like, Han Solo's back. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Some weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Halloween movies, I'm trying to see what your favorite horror films are. Now, I know this is a tough one, but I have this is the question that I have. Not what really. is your favorite horror movie to watch? And what do you think is the best made horror film? These are two separate things, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a slasher right. movie is something that you really like watching, but something that you really respect. Like for me, a movie that I like to watch would be like Halloween 1 or Friday the 13th, the first one, or Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. A movie that I think is the greatest horror film of all time is The Shining, mm. in my opinion. Right. For you guys, I'll go with you two first. What is your favorite horror film to watch and what is your favorite what do you think is the best film ever, horror-wise? I think my favorite to watch, um, just because I think it's the scariest that I've ever seen for me personally, um, is The Strangers. It's to, to this day, I've yet to watch a horror movie that has scared me more, just because of the whole idea of just strangers coming and knocking on your door and then like murdering you for fun. Yes, yeah, the whole invasion scary. one, right? They put yeah, in, yeah. Things, masks, not masks, but like bags over their heads or something. Yeah, they have like those creepy masks, like and animal masks. Like animal masks too, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I have a different they, thing about that movie, but go ahead, Rebecca. And they like, they ring the doorbell and they say, I forget who they say. They say, Oh, is so and so home? And you can't see them. It's just a girl. And then they basically, the three of them 
mess with this couple and murder them in the yeah. house. And it, it it reminds me of like the the Tate LaBianca murders, the Manson family. Yep. How they kind of just picked a house and went in mm-hmm. and just fuck shit up. And that terrifies me just because I live alone with my kids. So yeah. like <laughs> it's very, very scary. Um, but then I think one of the best horror films as far as like quality, I'm, I have to go with the exorcist historically it means it meant a lot for horror films. Like we briefly talked about it in our episode on Veronica, just cause it's about possession, mm-hmm. but that was one of the first real possession films in the U S it, it came out in like the early seventies and there had been nothing like it. And people were fainting and crying and throwing up when they oh, were watching yeah, it. Yeah. It had such an effect on people. And it really brought about this awareness of the devil and possession. And I just love that it, it, it came out during a time when like a horror movie could really have an effect on people. Now it takes so much to bother people. <laughs> like I can't even think of something in a movie that would get people to have that sort of reaction. But back then... I mean, everyone, most people here, you've probably all seen The Exorcist, right? Or at least, you know, you Mm -hmm. know, like some of the scenes like that. I like that it that it was that shocking. And so and I wouldn't watch it until I was in my 20s because I was afraid of it because I was afraid of like being possessed after I watched it. (laughs) Yes, that's a good pick. That's a really good one. So my favorite horror movie to watch, I thought about this a little bit today. I'd have to say it's Scream because it's a good time. There's a lot of sort of just making fun of the genre in general. It's like every star of the 90s that you would want to see in a movie just tossed in there and like getting killed by some goofy killer that's still scary at the same time. Um, And like, I, I just I just love the campiness the 90s campiness of it. It's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it's just fun, you know, which a horror movie shouldn't necessarily be fun, but it is at the same time as it being scary. I was a little bit afraid of it, you know, the first probably few times I watched it because I was I was young when that came out. I mean, I was probably, I don't know whenever Scream came out, but I was probably like 8 to 10. I think it was like 97-ish. So, yeah. Yeah, it was 97, um, yeah. Okay, so I was eight in 97. And uh, that was definitely a scary good time for me to check out. My sister uh, rented it from her. Well, she worked at a movie rental place. So she just brought it home and uh, scared the fuck out of me. Oh. Yeah. I, our friends from the But Why Though podcast break down the importance of that film. And I didn't know how important that was to the genre. Until I listened to their podcast, yeah, it reinvigorated it. Reinvigorated right? it. Oh yeah, and the, yeah. The tropes and everything, and the and the callbacks, and then making like Jesse said, making fun of itself, but still being mm-hmm. scary was like the first right. to ever do that. And it's it really hits important. all. It goes over the rules of horror right. movies, which yeah. are so funny. Um, I love how they do a really good job with the twist. You know, everybody that's a shitty person either dies or is the killer in those movies, but it's not who you think it's going to be necessarily i mean not in the first one and then i i love how like you really have to kill somebody to get them down even though it's, a, it's just a person no no you're right and then Wes craven really really love making it it's one yeah. of his favorites to make all right how about what is your you think is the best made horror film so this is probably why rebecca and i get along so well but um the exorcist mm-hmm. was my answer for that as well gotcha 
Um, it's just such a scary, it, it scares everybody. And it, it holds up with scarability like no other movie can, in my opinion. Um, I would say a more modern one, though, is Paranormal Activity for like just really doing something novel and doing it well. Because I didn't expect that this little like found footage film was going to like really creep me out. But it did. Well, not found footage, but like, you know, nanny cam, et cetera. Oh, but that, that's a that's a creepy, slow, good time, which I like that, too. I remember watching that movie and I, I literally I, I feel like a pansy saying this. But when I after I watched the movie, I parked my car and I fucking sprinted to my door, dude. I don't know why. Everything happened. Inside the house. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say that you should have stayed in the car. I know. And that yeah. movie scared the shit out of me, man. The the, the whole theater that we were seeing. Oh my god, you were there. We yeah. all we all almost. You want to talk about people talking in the movie theater, and it was okay. To, oh, after I bet every scene. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. Shut no, up, therapy no, 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 for each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, holy shit, I'd be running. That's everybody's like, Oh yeah, it was probably one of the better theater yeah. experiences I've ever had. And to be honest with you, Blair Witch Project when that first came out, because that was the first of its genre, oh, like dude. found footage yeah. of Blair Witch. That last scene of Blair Witch freaked me out so badly. And at that time, the internet was just popping up. Yes. You had America Online and all that shit. But What's that? Shut up. I'll kill you right now. <laughs> I will kill you dead. Um, at, at that time, you can research things, and it felt like it was real. So there was, a t- there was a good two, three weeks that people went, and they thought it was real. They thought it was a documentary. I love that it took that, that long. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So the Blair Witch to a point, and then there are other ones that kind of sucked. But okay, so Exorcist for you, Mrs. Struthers. What is your top two in those categories? Man, as far as like the best made, I know it's sort of becoming a thing here, but I was going to pick The Exorcist when you first brought it up. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, man, when I first saw that movie, it scared the crap out of me, and it's. And I think because it seems the most plausible, the approach mm-hmm. they took to it, whether you buy into it or not, it it the way it's executed makes it seem like it's it could totally happen. Well, it's now, based on a true story. So. Ex- exactly. And it doesn't feel like they crushed you over the head with like artistic license either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So one that. And oh, here comes Grandpa talking about the old days. Lovely. The, the, mo- the movie Psycho, which is way before my time. I'm just going to say it right now. Everybody can laugh all they want. The way that's executed is really pretty amazing. And when you think about the time that it came out and just how they went about making it scary and the way that if you guys don't haven't listened to the soundtrack show david w collins podcast mm-hmm. he does the music of psycho on that and it man it like cracks open how the movie was made and kind of what it all meant for the genre and it, it's a cool listen really there's, um, well done there's a another podcast by on the wondering network called inside psycho they do one for inside the exorcist and inside jaws as well Oof. and it's I think a ten-part series where not only they cover the production of the movie and then also the true story behind it at the same time. It's very well produced. But I, Eric, you would love it because they talk about how it really, it really was like the first of its kind, other than like the old, old 
movies, which I'm sure you were around for, but they were way before. <laughs> oh, my heart. Eric, how was it watching Bela Lugosi on screen? <laughs> what was it like when Nosferatu actually, when he came to life for the first time and he woke up? What was that? <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, shots. but it's cool. Because they, for, for, they talk about how I'm pretty sure that that was one of the first – where, and I think you may mention this on one of your podcasts. Where was that the first movie where they actually made people show up on time? Yes. Do you know what I'm talking? Yeah, for psycho. They, yes. Yeah. Hitchcock they, said it, that if they can't come in, if they're late, don't let them in. Because I'm of the mistaken. twist at the end, people used to just walk into movies and sort of catch the end or start like they, huh. they would watch the end of the film and then they would sit down and watch the whole thing. The movies just sort of showed on a loop, and Hitchcock said. You know, there's a twist at the end of this film where if you come in at the end, you're going to spoil the whole experience. Mm -hmm. And they actually said that they were going to get a lot of bad reviews because of what he he even made the people that were doing the reviews watch it from start to finish at, at a specific time with everyone else, I believe. And I think that that was like a controversial thing in the 60s. Oh, That's amazing. Yeah, I know, Eric, cool. we talked about this on our podcast, I think months ago, yeah, about, about the psycho back. and yeah. how you were talking about the, the scene where she's in the car and how the score really drives that entire scene. But I, when I went and put the sound bites and the, and the sound effects in, I put that in the background while you were talking about it. But I did watch, they had a comparison on YouTube without the music and with the music. The scene is completely different without the music. The music drives that entire film. Definitely. Yeah. It's really cool. Cool. So you got Eric. So you are psycho and exorcist. Well, it, it just, it just a, another little jump here, man. The, the, probably the movie that actually scared me the most in the grand scheme of things was probably the very first nightmare on Elm street, just because of the age I was when it came out. But, uh, yeah, scary. It's a great one. AF man. Quickly. When I saw the strangers the first time, it actually pissed me off. Mm hmm. Really? It made me angry. I was like, them motherfuckers think they can knock on my door and talk shit? I'll kill. <laughs> they ain't killing me. I'm <laughs> like, there's no way. How the hell did they not beat them? I was pissed. Like, they should have killed at least one of them. Like, get settle the score, damn it. You don't just pick someone's house and think you're going to pull off. Well, I mean, it happens. It happens. Well, that's, if you're the that, first... But like now, now you and I, we've all, and we've all seen it. So now we know, like in my mind, if someone tries to pull that shit in my house, that's right. Like I'm going to get like all sorts of Philly on them. Which, and like I've already decided. Like, I I'm love that. All sorts of Philly. That's what I'm talking about. I, like, man, don't ever. No, so, I would just kill them because uh, it's yes. me and my kids. So like if, if I don't kill them, they're going to. There's no way for me to get the three of us out safely. I have to murder anybody. If you Which try and murder anybody, I have to murder you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which is why I loved watching, and I felt so happy to see. And this is one of my favorite movies, horror movies, slasher movies to watch, and that's Your Next. Your Next. Yes. And next. in Your Next, that chick was like, "Uh, I'm not dying." You're all right. gonna die. Which one was it, your next? It's where they the family gets invited and it's almost like the strangers. Their own like little summer home in the hills. Okay. And there's a plot twist, but basically a group tries to show up and kill them off. What they don't know is that the fiance of one of those guys was like a survivalist. Oh. Okay. And she She's she's bear grills. Yeah. 
And she basically yeah. turns the tables and starts knock taking them out. When is this movie yeah. coming? This came, I think, 2012. Oh, okay. Hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, yes, finally. I, I was very happy with that movie. That's one of my favorite ones to watch. Okay. And then... For me, it's Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. That's wow. a good one. Because the theater experience was fine and it was fun. And when you add fast zombies, that changes everything. Yeah, you're a big zombie guy. Yeah, I love zombie movies and any zombie stories, really. When you add fast zombies that are coherent enough to be able to either bust through a window to get to you, mm-hmm. sprint towards you at full Usain Bolt speed. That changes everything. Uh, and then I think I talked about this. The DVD and the extras that they had on there were just amazing on their own. Cool. Like I could watch those all like forever. And yeah. I like them. Oh, those are two ones that's that very good pick. How about you, yeah. bro? The person uh, that hates movies. Yeah, They're really. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Horrible movies. Yeah, they are horrible. Why that just came out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would, it, like, I, I agree with. Almost everybody it was Exorcist is probably one of the best made. The way they push the envelope, even today, it's still a pretty, pretty shocking movie. Right, it, holds every, up. it really does hold up. It is very, very scary. Done very well. Plus, it holds a special place in my heart because my dad has seen it once. Yeah. And he will <laughs> never see it again. No. Ever, ever and, and, see it and again. He said when he walked out, he was just, just screwed in the head. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that always, that always, you know, makes me smile. I'm like, it, it is very, very terrifying. And then my favorite one to watch has a funny story because it's signs. Oh, I okay. saw it at way oh, too yeah. young of an age. The alien it, crossing the door freaked you out. Fucking a Ooh. man, crossing the door. Yeah, crossing the door on TV, right? Cro- no, crossing like an alley. Alley. Yeah. Ugh. Fucking a, and then the fingers and all that, and grabbing yeah. the kids to the grate. No, yeah, no, no, no. Saw it at way too young of an age. I think it was under ten. That's why you have water everywhere. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, because I'm in, in a baseball <laughs> bet. Yeah. And uh, what is it? It's it's a good movie. Mel Gibson does a great job. It's a very good uh, alien invasion movie where you don't see the aliens too much, and it's right. kind of like cat and mouse kind of thing. I thought it was uh, done very well. Plus, since I was so scared of it as a kid, seeing it now as an adult, I feel more manly. Watching it, I'm like, fuck yeah, it's not scary anymore. Aww. Yeah, and then Aww. but yeah, it's so nice. And then the the whole guy crossing the thing, I'm like, that's just a dude in a suit. Now. Yeah. It, that's, but, that's what movie making is all about. Exactly. And that's when M. Night was good, you know? Exactly. That was amazing yeah. as as a movie goer and seeing it now, how still scary it is. But that's just some dude. All right, we're going to put Jim in a costume and he's going to walk across. Yeah. All right, and great. That, that's very Hitchcockish, going back mm-hmm. to Hitchcock. Hitchcock used minimal, like when you watch the shower scene. Yes. Right? You never see the knife hit the skin. No. But yeah. you know you what's going on. Out yeah. And you're, you're mm-hmm. horrified. Cool. Those are good ones. Mm-hmm. Well, Segwaying into this week in reboots, because it seems like we're doing reboots every single every day. week, right? Yeah. But we have a Friday the 13th reboot coming out. Oh, man. And it's a king-sized reboot. Uh-huh. Let me tell you why. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Vertigo Entertainment and LeBron James, Spring what? Hill Entertainment, are in talks to create a re- reboot of the iconic horror franchise, which dates back to 1980. Friday the 13th has 12 installments to date, including Freddy vs. Jason, this potential reboot is in very early stages, but meetings are out to potential writers and directors for the project, according to Deadline. Twelve? 
There's 12 installments. Wow. Yeah. I did Boy. not know that. <laughs> there was like, one that where Jason was in space, wasn't it? Yeah, there? Jason X. Yeah. That was yeah. bad. That was awful. Just awful. What do you guys think about this, girls? What do you think about it? Friday? If they can do it to Halloween, can they make one? And let's not th- think about the first Friday the 13th and how creepy that was. Maybe we can do the same what we did with Halloween, but with Friday the 13th. Is this a good idea? So originally, I would say yes. But then, like, why is Le- LeBron James is involved? <laughs> well, he has an entertainment company. That's in. That's oh, okay. So I don't know anything. In LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's making shows and movies, and yeah, that's his stick right now. I, I, I thought okay. he was going to be Jason. No. Yeah. Can you imagine a Jason of that size? Fuck it. Jason's already huge. Well, LeBron be, James bigger than be Jason. Yeah. Yeah, it would be pretty scary. Plus, he can run. Plus, he can run. Exactly. He can yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's not just walking at you. Howard Dunk machete. Book. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'll check it out. I mean, I'm not gonna rule it out as being good, but I'll listen to what people are saying. A little bit of chatter about it, and if it seems uh, real bad, then I'll wait till it's. <laughs> out on like netflix or right. well i can at least like rent it on amazon yeah i'm gonna date myself back a little bit i Uh-oh. saw friday the 13th part three in 3d in the movie theater in pasadena i still remember where i was the theater how freaked out i was there was a barn season with a pitchfork scared the shit out of me because it was right in my face <laughs> i remember that they had 3d back then shut your mouth sir but they had it with you had to wear 3D it was red and blue glasses yeah yeah, I remember remember those yeah right and left yeah and do you guys remember I'll get to you Rebecca in a second about this Friday 13 but do you remember where you had to go to 7-Eleven to get your 3D glasses this was a thing you go get your 3D glasses your red and blue ones and you watch the Saturday Night Horror old school movies with like the Elvira Elvira as creature of the the, in the Black Lagoon and then you watch all the old Uh, um, Sven Gulli is another one yeah. yeah Eric do you remember that of course I oh. do, man. Oh, those are the best, man. You go, you have to buy your glasses specifically at a 7-Eleven. And then that night they were going to play it on, at like at 11 Well, three p.m. of us know. You, Eric, and myself. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, Rebecca. What do you think about Friday the 13th? Should this be done? Uh, I think that when they've rebooted other horror movies, they haven't been terrible. But, like, I think that there's something cool about like halloween the original one we all recognize that like it's a little cheesy but it's okay because of the time that it came out Mm -hmm. whereas like now if you were to just reboot it completely i think it it loses something but i like the idea of the like a sequel with the original people like i loved the halloween this recent Halloween oh, okay. because it had Jamie Lee Curtis sure. and like, isn't Linda Hamilton coming back for a new Terminator? Yes, she is. Yeah. I like that kind of thing, okay. thing where it's, it's almost like not, we're going to redo this. It's like, we're adding to it, but not with like Friday the 13th, 13 or right. whatever. <laughs> right. And then Friday the 13th didn't have anybody that was in it that is still around that we care about, really. Like, there's no A-listers or... There's no Jamie right. Curtis. No, yeah, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, that would be rough. I guess that would be rough. Okay, well, there's another reboot in the makes in the making, which I don't understand. And so my headline on the show notes was, are we really rebooting movies that are still making sequels to? <laughs> and that is Pirates of the Caribbean. Is are there, There's talks that there's going to be a reboot. Word is out that Disney is mulling over hitting the reboot button instead 
of making another sequel, they're going to try to reboot this thing with writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick handling the new story. Those two were best known for the Deadpool movies, Zombieland, and Life. Deadline's also reporting this, by the way. The writers are great, but why? Like, why? The question I have is, didn't the last Pirates movie still make either close or did make a billion dollars? It probably, yeah, probably made like 700. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's still successful. Yeah. They're making crazy amount of money. They're, they're not very good anymore, but they're still making crazy m- amount of money. Why are they rebooting it, first yeah. of all? Well, because Johnny the, Depp. Yeah. Is that, he done? People are starting. Yeah, I think people him. are starting to be out on Johnny Depp. Yeah. And Johnny Depp's, yeah, and stuff that he did. Correct. Yeah. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. And Disney will look wow. like hypocrites if they put it Yeah, but there. like, wow. I, he's a piece of shit. And that's like, as a person, but. He was the reason why I think the original ones were so good. Yes, like they were entertaining because of the cast. And I mean, that doesn't speak to who he is as a person, but like, I don't know. But then again, they rebooted Spider-Man and that turned out better. No Ooh. offense to Tobey Maguire. I don't know. They should just do it. Not as like a reboot. They can't have any like characters redone they just need to do a different story about different pirates of the caribbean if that's what they want to do sure that's That's not a bad idea idea. i mean i trust the writers that's for sure Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think they've made a bad even life was a good i love i really liked life the life was very good it was really good yeah i mean i if they come out with that idea jesse i think i'll be all for that that would be kind of cool that is holiday music you're listening to in the background but don't change that dial just yet this is Arash from The Sith List, and I'm here to talk to you about the Kessel Toy Run, Episode 2. Join forces this holiday season, like we did last holiday season, and get together and donate a new Star Wars gift to a hospitalized child and family unable to spend the holidays at home. Now, our boy Brandon's setting this up. He did it last year, and he did an amazing job. And the gifts were just unbelievable. Got out to so many wonderful kids that are spending their holidays not at home. Toy Drive is going to go from October 15th through December 20th. And all you have to do is go to Amazon.com and under account, click on find a list or registry. Go to search and I want you to put in the Kessel Toy Run at gmail.com. Then you click wish list. Choose your items slash items you'd like to buy. Then send your selection to the address, which I'm going to give right now. Send it to Brandon Manriquez. P.O. Box 7232, Long Beach, California, 90807. Now, if you don't want to use Amazon, it's all good too. If you want to go to Walmart or you want to go to Target, and you want to find a gift on your own, just send your items to the address that I listed, and that's Brandon Manriquez, P.O. Box 7232, Long Beach, California, 90807. So you might be asking, how is Brandon going to distribute all this by himself? Well, he is. He's got some help. Toys will be distributed by the Child Life Program at Miller Children's and Women's. Also, our friends, the Rogue Rebels and Saber Guild Temple Prime. When you make that selection, I want you to go on Twitter and tag at Making Star Wars and also tag us at The Sith List. But I definitely want you to tag at Kessel Toy Run. That's at symbol T-H-E-K-E-S-S-E-L-T-O-Y-R-U-N. And are you in? Oh, hell yeah, you're in. Because this is a great thing to do. It's the holiday seasons. Let's put a smile on these kids' faces. This is what fandom is all about. Guys, thank you. And I can't wait to see what you guys get for these wonderful kids. 
Now, talking a uh, little comic book movies, there wasn't much, but Wonder Woman 1984 got pushed back to 2020, but this is a great thing, evidently. Um, it's one time a movie gets pushed back and people aren't freaking out about it. Variety reported earlier in the week that Wonder Woman has been pushed back from November 1st, 2019 to June 5th, 2020. They are stating, Patty Jenkins went out and said, this is our weekend, feels like home, can't wait for the day to come to share so many people's great work, blowing me away every day. The first one came out on this weekend and they decided to um, give it its own summer blockbuster. As it deserves. As it deserves. Yeah. So this is very cool. I like that. Plus Warner Brothers yeah. needs to stake its claim somewhere in summer because it was with Disney and Disney Marvel and all that. Owning summertime now with uh, you know with Star Wars and all that and uh, uh, all the Marvel movies, Warner Bros. is going to get pushed out unless they actually stake their claim somewhere on one weekend at least. Oh, where yeah. They're like, this is ours. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah. And, and um, I'm glad they did it. Okay, so th- speaking of, we talked about Les's love of zombies, and I know we haven't talked about The Walking Dead uh, on the podcast, and I know people are waiting for us to talk about it. We're not going to get in-depth and talk about it this Week really not yet, okay? Because I haven't got to episode two or three. Is it three? <laughs> it's it's going to be four. And yeah. Oh, can I? Yes. I will say this. That's not good. No, we need to watch it, guys. Really? Because I've watched all of it. Has it been good this season? Uh, I watched the first episode and was like, ah, okay. Chickens coming home to roost is all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Oh, but I, I do still want to. I do want to still talk about Walking Dead, and I, I've talked about this a while ago. It blows my mind because I don't understand why it doesn't get enough credit where credit's due in fandom. We always bitch and complain that our certain fandoms don't, aren't diverse enough. Or about representation. Oh, yeah. yeah. And from day one, from day one, Walking Dead has done more, in my opinion, than any other fandom mm-hmm. in the history of fandom for representing LGBTQ, Middle Easterns, African Americans, Asians, strong female leads, interracial relationships with multiple races. So why don't people give them the props? Like nobody talks about this ever. I think, and I don't, not to, I'm trying to not sound too blunt. I think that's just how it's supposed to be. <laughs> like that is the walking dead. Whenever you watch it, it's, I feel like it's so immersive because it's a representation of what it would actually be like, because yeah, there's people of all different colors and races and sexual orientations out there. And if there were a zombie apocalypse, it's not just going to be all, you know, middle-aged white dudes. Yeah. I, I, if, uh, any, if anything, they're not going to survive a, a zombie apocalypse. What? Let's be real. <laughs> or an the middle-aged white dudes <laughs> are the sorry, first to go. Eric, sorry about that. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> sorry. Well, he's a little bit. He's older. It's all right. It doesn't count. Oh, oh he's lived a good life. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I, I agree with but you, I, Rebecca, but. Hollywood. Somebody push Papa out in the sun so he can enjoy it. <laughs> no, I just mean it. It feels like it, it feels like you shouldn't. I'm not. I don't want to say you shouldn't get a pat on the back for being diverse. It's just that is how every show should be. Okay. So I think it's like I don't know if I'm like I think it's good that they're like that, but they should be like that. Every show should be like that. So, like, maybe that's why people don't praise it as much because you look at it and you just think, okay, this is how all of our movies and TV shows should be. So you're not necessarily like it's not supposed to be groundbreaking. It's supposed to be this is it's supposed to be the norm. It is supposed so to be maybe I know I understand, but it, it it isn't the norm. And Hollywood doesn't usually reflect how society should be. 
Go ahead, Boo. I know yeah. Boo's if you're going to bash franchises or certain companies right. for not not doing things they're not doing, I, I agree with Rebecca. It shouldn't even be talked about. It shouldn't be talked when, about. When there's articles it. about you know strong female leads or look at this or look at that, I'm like, yeah, that shouldn't be news. This is what should be happening. I agree 100%. But if there is negativity, there also has to be positivity. Right. You have to, yeah, you have that to makes applaud sense. and reward and congratulate people until it is the norm. Because, yeah, because uh, the, the Walking Dead is a great representation of what would actually happen. You, you look down the street, you have your neighbors. Whoever he is, whoever she is, whoever they love or whatever they do, that's all you got. You know, you have your, within Jennifer Cindy. So it is... Very correct. Like if I were to if I were to go outside, something were happening, and go out into my cul-de-sac, it'd be a it'd be a, a smorgasbord of different people, oh, right, you know, right, going right. on. So that's what it really would be. So that's great, and that is the you know a good representation of it. But people still have to be applauded until it is the norm. That's that's right. where you have to be like, yes, that show is getting praise and it's getting rewarded and stuff like that. And other companies will be like, yes, we have to do that because that's what it is. Not everybody wants. You know, the, the, you know, where a show is 75% white people and, you know, where they're just, you know, uh, heterosexual individuals. Right. No, there's, there's, everybody's different. Everybody's part of something else, part of this, part of that, does this, does that. So, yeah. So I think I, I agree where it shouldn't be applauded, but it still has to be now until it is not, if that makes any sense. I, it, it, that that makes less total sense. sense. And I, I agree. Yeah, no, it makes sense. my head. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, it shouldn't be talked about because it should be the normal. Absolutely. I totally understand yeah. that. Yeah. But we want this so much for Star Wars, right? Yes. We've been pushing this so much yeah. for Star Wars. We've been pushing it for comic book films. Mm -hmm. and, and Kirkman's ideas didn't have to be – like, hit, this was how the comic book was, by the way. The graphic novel yes. is like this. AMC could have did their twist on it mm -hmm. and got the leads that they want to get. But they, from the beginning, they had a diverse – cast and they pretty much push the envelope on mm -hmm. a lot of the issues that we want all of our fandom to do yes so i just want to give it hip hip hooray no and and the, and yeah. the most amazing part is is that it's important to the show but not at the same time yeah and i know the show hasn't been li lived up to the standards for the last three or four seasons mm -hmm. and it's gone a little downhill i mean a lot downhill <laughs> hopefully this season brings it a little bit back up but a character like carol who was victim of abuse and but has become this amazing, yeah. strong lead. Pretty much becomes what Jimmy Lee Curtis is in this film. Like yeah. She's a badass yeah, on the show. Yeah, she goes from the weak babysitter to you know the, exactly. one, the one who defeats the evil monster. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. That's what the show does great, and I think it's been doing it great for a long time. And I just want to you know give it a little credit. Not yeah. that anybody's listening to our podcast. You never know. But, you know. Yeah, Andrew people Link listen to your podcast. They do. They listen to our podcast. Yeah, man. Oh, I listen to it. That's so awesome. everyone must. Everyone. Just like and Andrew, Andrew Lincoln's so going to thumbs up. Just on, like, oh. just like oh, you speak for yourself. Yeah. Well, it was just I was feeling bad because uh, I never really thought about how diverse The Walking Dead really is, and I gave up on it after like I don't know three or four seasons. Sometime when the they one. were. Uh, I, I don't even remember what was happening, but yeah, no, and then the, you're yeah, like Boo said, you're not the only one. A lot of people have mm -hmm. given up on it. And yeah, that's fine if you don't like stretched. what it's about. Sure, sure. I just, I, I just think it's pretty interesting. Uh, people don't talk about how diverse it is. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. So it really is, and I never really thought about it. 
Yeah. But they just do it very naturally where you don't even notice So smooth, it. Yeah. yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah. Which is exactly what TV should be. So That's they should be the, applauded mm-hmm. for that. They should. Yeah. I'm going to put a applaud sound effect. Absolutely. Right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Perfect. Let's finish this off with Jess playing the flash round. It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Jess, are you ready to play the flash round? Uh, no, but sure. You, you know, Rebecca's played the flash round. She's a veteran at it. Michael Myers or Mike Myers? Uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate that. Freddie or Jason? Freddie. Favorite Stephen King book? Ooh, Insomnia. Yes, girl. Ooh. Deep cut. Yes, you got a yes, girl. Wow. <laughs> Favorite Stephen King movie? The Shining. Oh, cool. Great. Luke or Han? Han. Superman or Batman? Batman. Leia, Padme, Ahsoka, Ray, or Sabine? Ahsoka. Ooh, nice. Solo or Rogue One? Rogue One. Blue Harvest or Rogue One? A Star Wars <laughs> podcast for winners. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, uh, it, um, Blue Harvest. It's <laughs> nice. Not nice. a tough one. What uh, horror franchise would you want to be in? Halloween. It's, it would uh, be fun. As the last girl standing? Yes. Nice. You wouldn't want to be killed by Mike Myers? Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm going to be a uh, badass bitch. Ooh. Ooh. Jamie Lee Curtis. I'll be, uh, well, I'm going to make sure he's dead, though. I'm going to shoot him like 10 times in the head, then watch uh, that body burn. That's all I was saying. I'm like, get a fucking gun. Why is the daughter, the granddaughter have a goddamn gun? You heard me, Carlos? I'm oh, like, yeah. Get the goddamn gun. Yeah. Okay. Get another gun. Well, how would be your way of killing Mike Myers? you want to cut like cut him with a machete or shoot him in the head? Oh, I think that you do need to burn the body, but she has enough firepower that you just shoot him like over and over again. And then you can uh, like light the actual body on fire. Pour gasoline all over him. Cut his head off. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Favorite band? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Aww, oh, good one. Nice. Best Tom Petty song. Uh, Refugee. It's a good one. Oh, it's actually American Girl, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I like break, Breakdown's my favorite. Okay. I like uh, it. It's all right. All right, too. But it was, wasn't in Scrubs, so it really doesn't. Who cares? <laughs> Worst Tool album. Oh. Ooh, there is one. I'm not. I'm not good with picking worst. I like, oh no, that's not, that's not my answer. Um, I like to pick favorite songs from around. So, mm. um, okay, I got you. No, yeah, no, problem. I'm, not, I'm not a full album person. By the way, Haas, uh, let me know that they announced their European tour. That means the new album is hopefully going to be done soon. And Haas is going to Europe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Haas is going hey, to Europe. Hey, we caught him, we caught him not too long ago in, uh, like right outside of Memphis. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. Amazing. We caught him last year, right around the corner from our house here. Best Star Wars movie that isn't The Empire Strikes Back. Force Awakens. Very nice. Excellent. Beyonce or Rihanna? I'm I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to go Rihanna. Yeah. Sorry. Jay Z tops both of them. What? Okay, I'll take that. I love Jay Z. All right. Well, again, you did fantastic as Eric was straight. Good job pretty much stating your opinions and winning. In this <laughs> Good job like liking the things you like. <laughs> Good job liking the things you like, except for the last question, but we'll give you a pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured your opinion was going to drop just slightly. No, no, you're, you're, you're awesome. So 
take that, put that against you at all. You're lying between your teeth. I'm not. I, I love Jesse. She's great. Girls, thank you so much for coming on and creeping us out with all the creepiness that you had. Yeah. Where can people <laughs> find your amazing podcast and get creeped out even more? So first off, thanks for having us. And you can find our podcast at at you creepy on Twitter and iTunes, where you're creepy, Spotify, Google Play. Look us up. Leave us a review. Yeah. yeah look them up. Give them a review and a good one. And yes, if you please. don't give them a good one, they're going to put a hex on you. Yep. Oh, I'll just figure out who you are. Exactly. You know? And I, I think I've said cut your head off and burn the body like six times on this podcast. Exactly. So You have. That's, that's all I'm point, saying. Yeah. Yes, but it was great. Have. Thanks for having us, guys. Of course. Of course. Rebecca, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Rebecca O'Hanlon. So just guess the spelling of that one. And if you can find me, then say hi. I'll put the links up on the show notes and I'll put where you can find your creepy podcast. So if you want to listen to them, you want more information, look at our show notes. It's going to be all over, all over our show notes. So you can find everything there. Mr. Struthers, where can people listen to beautiful voice and look at your beautiful golden locks? I tell you what, man, listen to me on my other allegedly completely about Star Wars podcast called The Bad Motivators. There will be a new episode of Strahler's Wars coming out on the Steel Wars podcast feed very soon. Also, maybe I might be on this year's Blue Harvest Christmas special. Ooh. The rumor that, has it, like Adele said once, rumor <laughs> has it that you will be on that podcast and you will be on the special. And rumor has it that we're going to be. And unfortunately, Eric's not going to be with us because Eric has two podcasts, three podcasts. He's a popular dude. So he's got to go there and promote a bunch of different podcasts, including the Sith List, I hope. And we're going to do it with Haas. That didn't sound good, but we're going to do it also with Haas <laughs> at a later time. <laughs> uh, the, the one other thing I want to add is all the way until the end of this month that we are in right now, which by the time you hear this, there will only be like four days left counting the day this episode drops. If you go to my Bandcamp page, which is ericstrothers.bandcamp.com, and spend the measly three bucks it takes to get the Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners EP, which is the bumper and theme music that I've done for them, you will get a code to download my totally bitchin' uh, instrumental rock slash classical EP that I did with this violin player chick who's real cute. So if maybe that'll sell you on it, uh, called subliminal intent free, totally free, man. The outpouring of support for this has been huge and don't miss your chance to get it for free. It's a potpourri of sound. Awesome. It really is. You heard in the middle of this podcast, the PSA for the Kessel toy run part two, do your part. Help out. Put a smile on a child's face, for God's sakes. It's the holiday season, people. Guys, thank you for coming on. We really, really appreciate it once again. We cannot wait to come on your podcast and talk about Richard Ramirez and how we shit our pants during that whole time. Awesome. For everybody else, we're going to have a great November. We got a bunch of guests lined up, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And we will catch you next week on episode number 117 of... The Sith List. Happy Halloween, people! We get stuff we both know that we don't talk too much about it.